These are discussions surrounding the property and casualty insurance marketplace and specifically the challenges and hurdles that insurers, insureds, brokers, and agents are facing and what we need to do to stay ahead. Let's get into it. Hey folks, and welcome back to the Risk Channels podcast. I'm your host, Mark Zettel. Uh, I want to start this episode by apologizing. It's been a while. Um, I do apologize. Um, been underwater here. A lot of positive things happening, but um, you know the intent is to obviously come to you guys every week with you know some solid um, uh, podcasts and, and information and things that you can utilize or just ponder upon uh, or ponder on, I should say. And uh, we've gotten a little tied up over here, so we're a little delayed in getting this one out to you. But what I do want to touch upon this week is, well, in general, why the insurance industry is just so complex and so hard to understand. Um, you know, why and what makes it that way? And, you know, interestingly enough, you know, I'm sitting here one day and I'm just saying to myself, boy, what a hell of a day I'm having. I'm getting popped left and right. And I just don't understand why things are so difficult in this industry. Um, you know, we work very hard to try to streamline the process in the procurement of coverage, whether that be through online rating tools and, you know, linking to our carriers and downloads and so on and so forth. I can go through the whole process, but that's irrespective. I've touched on a lot of these things in prior episodes. But what I'll say is we go through, I'll call it the motions of making the procurement of coverage easier. And yet the product itself is so difficult to understand. Now, I've been doing this for a little bit. And I'm not by any means saying that us as insurance agents or carriers, we don't know what we're doing. But what I am saying is to the generalist, to the the consumer, the end user, when they look at an insurance policy and they see how one section refers to another that refers to an exclusion, that refers to a carve back, that refers back to this other section and so on and so forth, I can see how it can be overwhelming to them. And I can see where there's room for improvement in this industry. Um, especially given not only are we trying to streamline the process in purchasing the coverages, but we're also representing the ease in the claims process. And that's what the insurers are actually paying for. They're paying for not just a piece of paper or the, you know, uh, uh, you know, pretty little policy jacket that it comes in or whatever the case may be they're paying so when that claim happens they rest they can rest assured that they have coverage obviously within the terms and conditions which again are so confusing to them so we make it very simple for them to buy or we attempt to we make it simple for them to be serviced or we attempt to but yet the the policy itself is so difficult and so mis I don't want to call it misleading, but very difficult to follow. And that all plays out in the claims process, which is the most important piece of this puzzle. So I, I kind of, I'll say, did a, I don't want to say a lot of research. I, I just checked out some things. And, you know, obviously there's, there's things out there, you know, that address why it's so difficult. But one of the interesting things that I came across talks about, you know, just the way our brains are wired. And, you know, the way our, our minds think, and there was a very, very simplistic um, scenario where um, we may be given a choice of two things, and one of those things being 
something that we're guaranteed to have a loss. So call it like sample one. We're going to lose $1,000. It's a guarantee we're going to lose $1,000. Sample two, we're going to lose $30,000. But there's a chance that it might not happen. And let's say the chance of it happening is 1%, where the other is 1,000%. Well, our brains are wired to make that choice of taking on that risk, which is interesting to me. I'd rather be out 1000 bucks definitely than taking the chance of losing 30000 At least that's me and the way I assess that. Um, but that falls back into why insurance is so difficult for people because they're wired a certain way to expect certain things, to, to, to see things a certain way, especially those that are not in the industry on a daily basis. Um, that said, there's this you know, immediate bias towards the industry. They, everybody has this look that the insurance company is out to, to get them, you know, take their money and get them when the claim comes in. I'm sure there's, you know, some justification in that statement to a certain extent, but I, I, I can't agree with that 100%. And that's why I think this new open source policy that Lemonade has put out there um, is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it, it definitely is got a form of being a mover and a shaker, but there are some definite problems. While everything seems to be very transparent in these, um, uh, uh, or at least in the drafts that I've read, which is great in many ways because that will allow us to bring risk awareness in a more concise, direct manner to our customers. Again, keep in mind, this is on a personal lines right now um, standpoint that this open source draft is. I mean, but again, if you start crossing this over into commercial, you know, it would allow us to, to approach a customer and be a little bit more um, concise in what the risks are and it'll allow us to raise that awareness a little bit more effectively. I think that's great in many ways. However, if they are the only ones that are going to go down this path, especially given the legal landscape that we live in today, not just locally or nationally, but internationally, it's going to be difficult to get people on board with this. I mean, there is so much regulation surrounding the way insurance is conducted today that yeah, the open source policy idea is a great one, but all that regulation, how many amendments do you think are going to get passed or how much legislation is going to get passed to kind of carve stuff back now and change the way things are conducted? I think that in itself is interesting. So if we now take that thought process and we look at it like, okay, now, you know, let's say every carrier gets on board or a majority of carriers gets on board with this, there's still a lot of regulation and legalities that need to be in legislation that needs to be drafted to amend the way things are being done today. Conversely, let's say Lemonade is the only one that offers this to essentially become a monopoly when it comes to this particular type of policy, which in essence is dangerous because they can consume a lot of the uh, uh, available clientele or customer base that's out there. However, losses are inevitable. 
there are going to be accounts or customers that experience more losses than premium and they are going to become unprofitable or at least those customers so what's going to happen is you're going to have a very happy customer for a period of time or at least the belief is that you're going to have somebody that really understands what their policy is all about they know what the price is they know what's covered but boom there's a claim boom here's another claim another claim another claim they become unprofitable for lemonade what's going to happen is lemonade just going to chew that up and keep swallowing it or are they going to do what everybody does? They're going to identify, look, this is an unprofitable uh, account for us. This is an unprofitable segment of business. This is unpro whatever the case may be. Are they going to non-renew? Are they going to cancel? Are they they're going to have to, right? And then what happens? Now you have that customer that had this great experience or believed to be great experience now get rolled back out into the traditional insurance model again if the carriers don't conform which I think poses a little bit of an issue because now you have somebody that's kind of used to this, I'll call it tailored policy, so on and so forth, but now their expectations are one thing, and now you're bringing back something that far is far below what they're expect, expecting. Um, so it puts us at an immediate disadvantage. That being said, I mean, that's just one potential scenario of everything um you know i do think there's a lot of benefit to it um i, I do think that there's uh obviously a lot of uh um what i would consider um negativity or potential for negativity um i mean just implementation alone is going to be uh, a, a nightmare but what i am curious to know is how you as the consumer or, or the agent or broker feel about the potential of having this open source policy or what things you would want or you know what things you desire in your insurance policies or for that matter in the process because again i mean the idea here is to make things simplistic and easy throughout the process i don't think we necessarily need to get so far into you know this open source or, or this you know it's so definitively spelled out type policy i mean i i think we're we essentially be in one respect not necessarily progressing but regressing in one one respect although there is a form of progress in that as well um but i want to hear from you guys um i want to get some emails i want to be able to respond i promise you i will respond within 24 to 48 hours to any email i get but what i am really interested in is hearing from you because we obviously have thoughts and ideas here and what you know we can do for you and you know, to hear from you to get your feedback will allow us to take it to the next level um you know folks please uh reach out to me it's info at riskchannels.com again info at riskchannels.com i really want to be able to see what we can do here from a standpoint of try to make this process a little bit easier but also the product because, again, the product is what we're talking about. The process is easy to clean up, I, I believe. I mean, it hasn't been, I believe, with the right people. I believe with the right technologies, it becomes easier, and we can make it a little bit more efficient and easier. Um, but the product itself isn't going to change, or, or it's not changing. And, and we can obviously, especially, think about it like this. With the different array of products out there, you have so many different policies, so many different policy forms, so many different filings, so many different insurance departments, so many different regulations, so many, so much of everything that 
in essence, being able to simplify it would be nice, but it has to be within reason. It has to be a, a mutual, there has to be a mutual meeting ground amongst the regulators, amongst the carriers, amongst the brokers, amongst the agents, amongst the customers. There could be no one party that gets everything. It just does not work like that. It is unreasonable and it's unfathomable. Um, so that said, folks, obviously, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not very far into this, this, uh, episode, but we're, we're going to cut it short because like I said, uh, you know, we're just getting back on our feet here. And I thought that would be a, just a quick thing to kind of just bounce off of everybody from a, you know, just get them thinking. And then coupled with that, I really want to get your feedback because I really want to be able to respond to your feedback, um, whether it be by email or for that matter, uh, on the next podcast. Uh, next week, we're going to be bringing some really good things to you. Um, you know, we got several podcasts lined up, and uh, we're going to be talking about restaurants and, you know, the turnover there and, and how tipping is being handled and the EPLI coverage that's oh so important in the restaurant industry or the food services industry. Um, talk about some some auto, but specifically call it auto services industry, and which encompasses things like uh, tow and recovery and um, you know, things like that. I mean, I've, I've personally seen some, some real change in that industry over the last couple of years, but I've had some success recently because of, you know, what I'll call the narrowing down of the industry and the market availability for that industry. It's, it's really becoming something of some concern because, um, we really are seeing, you know, a limited amount of carriers offering, um, to that industry, but more so than just the offering, they're taking full advantage of the fact that they know that there's not a lot of options out there. So they really are getting some of these guys. And some of these guys who have been in business for 30, 40 years. They're really starting to, to they're, they've been feeling it, but they're really getting hit hard now. So we're going to bring talking to you a little bit about that. Um, we're going to hit some financial institution stuff. I mean, we really got some good stuff lined up for you. And, um, you know, again, Give me your feedback. I'll be back in touch next week. I want to thank you for joining me, and I do want to apologize again for the long hiatus there. Um, just consider it vacation, a well-deserved vacation. Uh, thanks again, folks. Appreciate you listening. We'll be back in touch next week. Have a good one.